Hi guys, this is Mike Young with Noble Warriors, and I'm bringing you episode number two of the Nobleman podcast. Now, this is the first episode that we're recording, and why would I call it episode two? That's because we're going to go back and we'll record episode one as the story of the founding of Noble Warriors. But for right now, I want to focus on um, this new means to deliver some encouragement and some equipping to guys who are members of the Noble Warriors uh, audience. And so here's here's what I want to do today. Um, I want to talk about how we can lead well during this time of strangeness with the coronavirus pandemic that's going on. Um, so what I've titled this, this episode is Leading Through the Coronavirus Season, Three L's for Men. So again, this is a new platform for us. It's a new opportunity for us to experiment with how can we communicate with guys? How can we bring you something that may be encouraging and useful and helpful? But guys, I'll just be honest with you. It's, um, it's my first run at this, so it may be a little rocky. And I tell you, I would love for your feedback. We're going we're gonna to rely on you helping us build this and create it in a way that's really useful for you. So as you have an opportunity, would you send us an email or some, some response to uh, what we can do better, maybe even topics? We'll talk about some of that at the end. Um, but we're going to get going here in just a moment. I want to do one other thing, and that is to introduce you to my production guy, my good friend Todd Christian, who uh, we've known ever since we've been in Richmond. Todd and I have been doing church and ministry shenanigans for over 20 years. He is sitting across the table from me monitoring the sound, and I'm just super excited about the work that he's doing to help us pull off the Noble Man podcast. You want to say hi, Todd? Hi, Todd. <laughs> so there he is. All right. So here we go, guys. Thank you again for joining and for uh, listening in on what's going on here. Let me just get quickly to where I am. Man, when, when this whole thing with the coronavirus started to pop and we started beginning just on the front end of things getting canceled and the, the, the challenges that we were feeling, we were right on the front end. We had had our Roanoke Nobleman Conference and we were moving toward our Fredericksburg uh, Nobleman Conference and then the Richmond Nobleman Conference. We were wrestling with are we going to be able to have these events? And we were pressing into it, but what was happening was all around us, things were getting canceled or postponed, and there was uncertainty and ambiguity. And it was just starting to feel a little crazy. Um, as a matter of fact, my, my two sons, Zach and Ben, had spring break at the same time, so they went to visit. They had saved up their money. They went to visit their brother and sister-in-law, Tim and Caroline, in Hawaii. Um, and so they were able to get back from Hawaii. That all worked out fine. But here's what's interesting. While they were in Hawaii, they understood, they found out that their spring break was being extended by another week. And then Zach was supposed to go to Europe for a, a special trip this summer. He found out that that had been canceled because they were beginning to lock down some travel stuff. They also found out ultimately that ring dance at Virginia Tech with the Corps Cadets was going to get canceled. There were, there were just dominoes were falling right and left. Then public schools started to cancel and events started to cancel. And and so we ultimately had to transition from a live event for our Fredericksburg Noble Man Conference to a virtual event. And while all of this is happening, I'm hearing all of these things, uh, and we certainly know more now than we did then, but at that time, the word that came to my mind was lament. Lament. 
And so that's my first L word for guys today. It's it's lamenting. And I looked this up in dictionary.com. Lament is a passionate expression of grief or sorrow. And that's the word that came to my mind as I thought about the things that my family was losing in this. But man, all you've got to do is lift your head up and look around and see what others have lost. There are weddings that are not going to be happened in the way that they were planned. Graduations have been canceled. Um, there are folks who uh, have passed away and funerals have been uh, postponed. There are folks who have died by themselves in a hospital because their families were not able to get to them <clears throat> with the virus restrictions. And so this idea of lament just kept coming back to me and back to me. And so here's here's where I go with that. As men, part of what we need to do at some point is stop and recognize that the feelings that we're feeling, the emotions that we're wrestling with are real and they have uh, a source. And we just need to sit down and say, okay, I feel this. I'm grieving because I've lost this. Or, you know, there, there's grieving over financial losses. There's grieving over all sorts of things. Um, but we just need to, to sit down sometimes and recognize that I need to maybe even make a list of things that I've lost or am fearful of losing and what's going on and lament that. Now, I think we need to do this personally, guys. I think we need to wrestle with it. This is this is real. As a matter of fact, there's an entire book of the Bible called Lamentations. The, the, the root word there is lament. And it's presumably Jeremiah's writings, his lament over the fact that Israel had broken the covenant with the Lord. Israel was not behaving well, which we see that pattern over and over again. And there's this entire book of the Bible called Lamentations. And so I think we need to lament personally. We may need to write down or think through what are we losing? What are we grieving in the midst of this, this response to the pandemic? But then as a leader in your home and in other places, you may need to give opportunity for others to give voice to what they've lost. You need to talk to your, your wife about what is she losing? What has she lost in this? We've got good friends, um, and she's a teacher. She's a kindergarten teacher, and I know that she is lamenting the loss of opportunity to invest in young lives. That's what she sees as her ministry and her mission field, and so she's grieving over that. Now, she's doing the best she can, as all teachers are, I believe, to try and teach and maintain continuity, but she's lamenting that loss. Um, I think about my wife and, and the things that she has lost, opportunity to be with friends and to, to serve, to, to be confident in going out and doing things, to, to not uh, worry about some of those things. And, and listen, we're not paralyzed by worry here. That's not what I'm, what I'm suggesting, but things have changed and we need to grieve that a bit. My daughter lost the end of her freshman year of high school. She lost her lacrosse season, and she's she's frustrated with that. She lost time with friends, and and she can't have as much access. And so, I, you know, one of my points here with this would be that sometimes we look at what someone else is losing or grieving, and we say, well, that's not that big of a deal. You just need to get over that. Well, from where you stand, it may not be a big deal, but from where they stand, it may be huge. There may be huge ramifications, and so especially as a husband, <coughs> excuse me, as a husband, as a father, as a leader, one of the things that we can do is give others 
room to lament, to grieve, to give voice to things. And guys, I think this would be an awesome exercise for you to do, perhaps at the dinner table tonight. If nothing else, one of the things that this response to the pandemic has created is more opportunities for families to eat together and meet together in their homes. And so you need to be having robust conversations about real things. And guys, if you would would just say, hey, what are you grieving? What have you lost in this pandemic that is uh, is causing an emotional response from you? Have that conversation around your table. We've done it with our family, and it turns into a very robust conversation because what you do there is you give freedom to people to talk about things that are on their hearts and minds. And uh, you live in the same house with these folks, but you may not have heard their voices clearly. I was just on the phone with an international uh, missionary, a fellow that I've visited with. I've been in his home. He's been in my home. Uh, we, Our families know each other. And to hear what they are lamenting, work that they've started, that they're seeing just not be able to move to completion, real stuff. Uh, when I think about the conferences, I'm lamenting many things that we've lost in the conferences, even just contact with guys. So there's a lot to lament and there's a lot to process there. Now, next word. The first word is lament. The second word is learn. Man, I've one thing that have I've discovered over the years is that I need to make sure that I am learning in every situation. I need to be looking around and asking myself, what am I learning about the Lord? What am I learning about myself? What am I learning about other people? And so I've also done this with our family at a different night. So one night, ask them what they're lamenting. The next night, ask them what they're learning. And my goodness, I've had great conversations with a number of men just simply asking them, what are you learning about yourself, about your family, about the Lord in the midst of this crisis? And and here's part of what's going on. People are saying that they're recognizing they're frustrated and they, they're not sure why. One guy talked about how he's angry. He said, I'm learning that I'm I've got more anger than I feel like I should. I've got to deal with that. Some folks are recognizing that they have idols in their lives, especially like sports or, um, or you know, gatherings of some sort. So things that are lost cause us to panic or to get frustrated. And our response then, we should learn from that. We should also learn about things that refresh us. You know, so you're learning about things that discourage and defeat and and cause you challenges. But what are you finding now? What's new and different that you're finding now that you've been missing in your life that you may need to add back? For example, I, I know that lots of folks have not taken time to read. And now all of a sudden they're sitting down, they're reading. Um, they're learning that they can cook. They can they can uh, figure out how to do meals. They can spend time with their family. I've even played some games with my family. They will all tell you I hate to play games. I'm just one of those guys that if it takes longer than like five minutes to play a game, I don't like it. But I've played some Uno and some Spoons and some other games, and I've enjoyed the time with the family. So I'm learning that those are valuable experiences that I need to v- invest in more fully. Um, And so, guys, I would just ask you over and over again, what are you learning about yourself? You know, uh, one of my sons said that he's learning how much he values time with people. Uh, Zach is just done with Zoom classes, Zoom calls, online stuff and online that. And he is so hungry to be present with people that he's really learning a lot about himself. Um, 
uh, some other guys are learning that some of the things that they place so much value on are not as valuable as they thought. And so, guys, here's here's a teaching point for this. I think as we engage challenging scenarios and situations like this, we need to stop again. But remember that both of these points, the, the lamenting and the learning, both of them require that we slow down and stop and look around and evaluate. And so that's one of the pieces of this that we should we should be learning that sometimes I've just got to take stock of what's going on around me and ask myself, what should I do about this? How do I respond to this? And so there's there's a there's a passage that I would point us to, and I've got to turn to it in my Bible. It may take me a moment here, but 2 Chronicles 12:32 um, is just a tiny little bit of scripture, but it speaks loudly and boldly uh, to our times here. Uh, let's see if I get this right. I'm sorry, it's 1 Chronicles 12. 1 Chronicles 12. Uh, verse 32 says this. This is talking about taking a census, uh, numbering the mighty men of David. And verse 32 says this in 1 Chronicles 12. Of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. 200 chiefs and all their kinsmen under their command. Now, man, you may have read this a dozen times and passed over it, but I bet Somewhere in conversation, you've heard someone reference, be men of Issachar, be men of Issachar. So what the what on earth does that mean, men of Issachar? Well, it references this verse right here. Of Issachar, men who had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. So men of Issachar are men who take stock of what's going on. They evaluate their surroundings. They take a look at things. And then they they understand, they have understanding because they've stopped to pay attention, they have understanding of what the response should be. And this is part of learning, guys. Sometimes you need to sit down, you need to look around. You know, I would say this especially as it relates to our relationships with our kids and our wives. There are going to be times when stresses are high, things are challenging, and you're not sure what's going on. Well, you may need to become a man of Issachar in that moment and just take a breath Stop where you are. Stop trying to solve the problem immediately and tactically and look around and say, okay, what exactly is going on here? Because it's been my experience that sometimes what looks like the problem is actually a reaction to the real issue. And so, guys, you need to recognize that you need to stop, you need to slow down, you need to have a conversation with some folks, you need to evaluate, and you need to look. And I would dare say that many um, and I, I don't want to be completely stereotypical here, but there are going to be a lot of folks that are concerned about finances. And so their concern and anxiety about finances may manifest itself in an angry outburst about the dog or some other random thing. But what's the underlying issue is the tension about what the future looks like. Man, can I tell you that your your daughter, who's not going to have an opportunity to go to prom or experience graduation as a senior in high school, probably feels some angst about that, and that that may leak out in some other ways. And so if you aren't attentive, if you aren't a man of Issachar who's willing to look and, and evaluate those circumstances and see the core issue, you're going to miss it. And guys, can I tell you also that as, as guys, we like to solve problems in the flesh. We like to think, hey, I got this. You guys step aside. Let me have it. Um, but 
can I tell you, you're going to need wisdom from the Holy Spirit to hear and understand and respond appropriately to challenging situations. So that's that's my second point. The first one is to lament. You need to lament personally and grieve, and then you need to give room for others to lament the losses of this season. And then number two, you need to learn. You need to learn about yourself. How is this scenario affecting you, and how is that impacting others? And then what are you learning about other people? How can you help them process things? How can you help them sort through life and be a man of Issachar? And and again, if you try to do this in your flesh, you're going to monkey it up. I know that's been my personal experience and testimony. And so you're going to have to lean into the wisdom of the Lord and the Holy Spirit's going to have to guide you in this. Now, my third L for us at this point is lead. And so uh, I don't mean that you're going to have to get a flag and go and our and our, and some sort of weapon and go running up a mountain and lead a charge of some sort that's not what I'm talking about uh, as a matter of fact I will use John Maxwell in his book 21 irrefutable laws of leadership Maxwell's base definition of leadership is influencing nothing more nothing less leadership is influence nothing more nothing less and so the Lord designed us to lead. From the Garden of Eden onward, men are designed to lead. Now, that doesn't mean, again, that we're out front taking charge right on the tip of the spear all the time, but it does mean that we are exercising our influence and, and initiating conversation. So, so the third L is, men, how are you leading? How are you leading in the crisis that is before us? So what are you doing with what you know? What are you doing with what you know about grief and what you learned about yourself and others? What are you doing with that? And, and my point here would be that you need to see that you do some things differently. The world is changing before us. I don't know what it's ultimately going to become, where we're ultimately going to land, and how things are going to be different completely once this is over. But things will be different, and so you have to lead into that. You can't say, well, we're just going to go back and do things the way we did them. No, you're going to have to think about how do we respond differently. And, and so um, I think you've got to give some time to this as well. I recognize in my life that sometimes I bring home a, the negative experiences of a day, and that influences my family. I realize that I bring home my stresses, my tensions, my frustrations, and that impacts the mood in our home. Well, guys, I may need to <clears throat> dial that back. I may need to learn to lead differently. And so I just want to take you to a piece of scripture that I think will help you with this. And that's simply Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23. You're very familiar with this. There's nothing new here. Galatians chapter 5. You can remember this. Remember Galatians, Ephesians, uh, General Electric Power Company. Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. So I'm looking here for Galatians and I'm uh, going to get to Galatians chapter 5. So listen to this. You'll recognize these two verses as the fruit of the Spirit. So here's this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law and those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires men i want to ask you this is your household full of fruit because of your leadership and again leadership is not being out front taking the charge necessarily it's your influence 
Are you influencing your home? Are you leading your home in a way such that the fruit of the Spirit is exhibited among your members of your family? So again, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Are those characteristics, is that fruit in your home? I wrote a blog post one time about being a tutti-frutti house. It's a little, it's not very masculine. I get that. But but guys, you can lead your family toward a, a spirit, fruits of the spirit sort of environment. But again, did you, did you catch the end of this? Verse 23 says, And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. That's not the way your flesh is going to feel. You're not going to always feel love or joy or peace or patience or goodness or kindness or gentleness or faithfulness or self-control. You're not always going to feel those in your flesh. That's why it's fruit of the Spirit. It's the Spirit of the Lord alive in you because you've... Um, trusted Christ for salvation and you're dead to sin and dead to the flesh that's going to allow you to lead your home in this way. So guys, here's here's again the deal. I'll just recap very quickly. Three L's for a response to the coronavirus. Number one, lament. You need to grieve and you need to give others room to grieve. Don't be critical of them, but hear them and listen to them and respond to them. So lament. Number two, learn. You need to sit back sometimes and just pay attention. Learn about your surroundings. Become a man of Issachar who pays attention to your wife's heart, to your children's heart, to to the to the challenges that they're facing and the way they manifest themselves. And so become a man who learns and understands the times. And then finally, lead. You have to take initiative and leverage influence for good in your home. And a way to do that is to simply rise each morning and and have some time in the Word. And I would dare say that just, just kind of camp out on this Galatians 5, 22 and 23 for a couple of days and pray that God will fill you with the Spirit such that you can live and lead with the fruits of the Spirit exhibited in your own life, and then that will become part of the um, aroma and the experience of your own home. So, men, that's that's your challenge for today. That's uh, the nobleman message for today. Lament, lead, learn, and lead. Now, I'm going to ask you this. This is our... Uh, the first recorded podcast. And so we're going to learn from this. We'd love to have your feedback. Ultimately, we're going to release these publicly and we're going to hopefully get it out on some other platforms. But for right now, if you would give us some feedback, give us an honest five-star review. I learned that from someone else. I think that's a great idea. But if it's uh, if it's not a five-star, then really be honest with us. Tell us what you'd like for us to do differently. Guys, we're really open to topics you'd like for us to discuss Uh, We're going to do some guest interviews. We're going to do some things over the coming months and hopefully years. We hope this will be a long-term ministry strategy for Noble Warriors, a way that we can serve you and encourage you and help you to walk faithfully with Jesus and lead your family well. That's the mission of Noble Warriors. So, guys, thank you for your time. God bless you, and we'll look forward to being in touch again with the Noble Man Podcast. Hey guys, this is Mike Young with Noble Warriors bringing you the first installment. Oh, I've already screwed that up. Right.